Welcome back, everyone. So, so happy for you guys to be here. Um, I have had some really cool opportunities the past few weeks that I really wanted to chat about and share about with you because um, it's the, the paradigm, the way that we do business, the way that we live has really shifted away from this. And what's interesting is as I have worked on some of these projects, it well, first of all, I put it out to the universe. I was like, hey, I want more of this. And the universe fucking delivered as per usual. <laughs> I was like, okay, thank you so much. Maybe just chill just a, for a second. I never tell the universe to hold on because, you know, we don't want to stop that flow. But so what I'm talking about is really community. And I was like, I, gosh, this was, I don't know, probably about four months or so ago, I want to say like spring, um, springtime, I was like, I was telling my fiance, Matt, I was like, I really, I'm needing community. I am needing in-person um, things. I went from, if you aren't familiar with my background, I built a six-figure lash business and with people all day between my employees. At one point I had a business partner, um, all of my clients, kids, friends, like I was always with people and in like the best of ways. But what I, I recognized is that with all that has happened and with transitioning um, my business primarily online, I was missing a lot of the connection pieces. And I think so many of us are, there's this really interesting wave that's happening of how great it is to be able to work from anywhere and, you know, move your business online and all this social media presence and all of these really great things, which are really great and obviously still doing because here we are on all the platforms, right? Here, here we are on podcast and on YouTube and, and creating little shorts and things like that for, for all of our TikTok, Instagram, you name it, we're doing it. However, what I always tell all of my clients who have a sacral chakra imbalance, so your sacral chakra is um, your connection, creativity. It's your, your, I like to call it your creation station <laughs> because it truly is the base of all, of all uh, points of creativity in your life. Um, literally creating life like your sex organs, like, but also maybe ideas that you need to birth. Um, the way that you connect to others, your partner, like all of those things. So um, what I say to all of the people that are experiencing a, a blockage and an imbalance in theirs, I was like, you need connection. You need to be, have the opportunity to feel creative, to feel spontaneous and, um, to really allow that you, you do have to interact with people. You do have to not just sit at home and create content because I work with a lot of entrepreneurs, it is a lot of, um, a lot of, what people don't understand is the reason that you join group programs, the reason that you invest in a, a, a business mentor and stuff like that is to have this camaraderie. It's not because they have the secrets that are going to unlock the, the magic million dollars. It's that we feed off of one another's energy. It's why there's that saying, you know, you are the five people that you surround yourself with. It's because energetically you both, you attract and then represent um, your belief system, but also you attract those with similar, uh, similar beliefs, uh, commonalities, harmony, like essentially you're always trying to create harmony. Um, and 
I was like, okay, I really am wanting in-person connection. I'm wanting community. I'm wanting to really be with other people. So I did a few things. Here's what I recognized is that I could feel my creativity was off. Um, I wasn't excited. Like I, you guys, when I say I can create content, like a, like a crazy person, like I've got, I have got, I don't know how long this note is, but it is by far probably the, one of the longest notes that you'll ever have on an iPhone. Um, it's just ridiculous, but it's just this running thing of ideas. And every time I get one, I have to write it down because creativity comes from spontaneity. It's a spontaneous mixture of, uh, innovation, um, that's kind of remixed. You're taking things that are, that you're experiencing, right? You're visually seeing, you're hearing something like that. And it's sparking something that maybe from from old, right, that you already had, that you already kind of was maybe rolling around in your mind. And then when you heard this, it allowed some of these synapses, some of the, these connections to happen in the brain. So I've got this running thing. You guys, I could not create content for the life of me. Here I have this giant note that I'm just going to town on. And couldn't, I literally was like, I had nothing to say. <laughs> Guys, I could talk on a podcast for an hour by myself. <laughs> what do you mean I got nothing to say? So um, I recognized that something was off and I was like, I need more community. So I did a few things. I was like, okay, instead of waiting for community to come find me, because that's not how it works, how all things work energetically is when you recognize that something is off, that you need something, that you feel imbalanced, any, any of those things, something comes into your awareness. The next thing is that if you continue to just observe it, you perpetuate the imbalance that's going to keep showing up for you. Just because you observe it, you know that there's an issue, doesn't mean that it goes away. So the next thing is like, okay, what do I want? So you have to kind of create an intention. What, what do I feel like is gonna create balance for me? And then, and this is where I think of the missing piece for a lot of people is they want to stay really in the mental body and really think that the, the way that it trickles down from the mental body um, to the vital body to the physical body will just happen, right? Um, it doesn't. Um, it can, but a lot of times we're so conditioned in our physical world that the things that we're doing in our physical bodies, sorry, there's something, under, there we go. I was like, I need to move my knee, it felt awkward. Um, there's something in our physical world that is counter, basically countering our intention. So if your intention is to, um, you know, make a million dollars or whatever, and you're always crying that you're broke, really doesn't align energetically with somebody who has a million dollars. So that's when that when we kind of say like, you know, meeting the vibration and and um, kind of becoming the vibration. That's what that is. It's not that. It's not negating what your current experience is. It's that you are aligning yourself with what you would like to be, what your experience you want to have instead of perpetuating something that you've been conditioned into. So a lot of times the, the biggest thing that you can do to, in order to shift your energy, to shift what's coming and in, calling into your life, what's, to shift what's happening and being attracted into your, your sphere, your electromagnetic field, is to actually take action in the physical world, to make the changes to some of your habits and behaviors and things like that, because 
if you don't make those changes, if you continue with the same behavior, even though you've set an intention, but the behavior does not match the intention, it's going to continue to collide and create disharmony. So it's not going to, you want a resonance, right? You want this harmony to happen. And if they're opposing, they're not going to come into resonance. So what did I do? First thing, I, um, I got this really great, I was like, this is what I want. And so then I started to lay out, I'm going to start uh, renting an in-person space. We're filming from here, um, I'm here right now. Uh, an in-person space for healing. So I was like, I want more in-person clients. I really, the, the touch is so valuable. I want to be able to do breath work in person. It's, it's really, really incredible and really transformational. And I, I want to have a space to do that, even if it's small, even if I don't have a ton, like I just, I really want that. And I was like, okay, I also would like to, um, I would like to host more events, more retreats, things of that nature. Now guys, when I tell you like within 48 hours, what's so funny is I noticed this is part of the reason that in my soul alignment accelerator, my, my one-on-one -on -one program that we do a healing session every month. When I tell you that 48 hours after a healing session, the shit that has happened to people that is mind blowingly phenomenally great is an understatement. I've had somebody who was approached to be a business partner in like a dream, dream business that she literally in the session was like, I didn't even think I've never literally thought that big for myself. And I was like, we're going to do it. We're going to go there. Poof. It just showed up. Um, I've had somebody who went that month to make their first four figure month they've ever made. Like, they're like, I have never hit 5K in a month. I was like, here we are. I told you. I told you. Um, I like all sorts of really crazy things happen within that 48 hours when your your energetic alignment is there. Again, you create this resonance for different experiences. And if you marry that with the the physical actions, this is why I always give soul homework of things to do to be able to hold that vibration, life-changing life fucking changing. So I, um, I, I was like, okay, this is, this is what I want. I want more events and stuff like that. So within 48 hours, I got, I, I was presented with two opportunities, ones that I honestly did not even know were on the table or that people had even thought of me for, which was really cool. Um, and then I was like, okay, I was also approached to help my girlfriend, Megan Yelaney, um, be a retreat coordinator for her. So I was like, sure, I've hosted retreats and done events. I can absolutely do that for you. And I, it was kind of a slow, it kind of felt like a little bit of a slow season for me. And some of it was intentional. I really wanted space. And again, because I wasn't feeling super creative, I was like, I'm going to take this opportunity to just do something a little different. So that was, you guys, when I say how incredible these groups of women are, um, and I was like this. And so when I talk about this is why we, we as humans, we are pack animals, not animals, but we are, I mean, essentially pack mammals, <laughs> 
but we are meant to actually be together. We thrive together. This is part of the reason why isolation is the most severe form of punishment. We are meant to actually come together, collaborate. Um, we are meant to do rituals together. I'm going to do a whole another um, episode on, on rituals and how important they are and kind of what they are. I think they, people feel like, you know, you need to be getting like your, your rain stick out and like a drum and need to, you know, do all these things. And that's not the case. Um, so I want, I'm keep an eye out for that. But um, the, the intent of being together is because all of us have our own unique, we all have our own unique energetic signature, right? Our electromagnetic field <clears throat> that's influenced from past lives, from our experiences experiences in this life from our heritage that we that was passed down to us um, in our DNA and things like that so that being said we're all not going to be the same people thank God right thank goodness we need other people because other people have things that we need go back here why do you think we have a, a strong desire for friendship a strong desire for companionship, partnership, a strong desire to um, procreate or to, to nurture things, not even to have babies, but to have animals, to, to care for something. That is in our DNA to be together. Our electromagnetic fields need what each other has. And so it was really such a cool opportunity to be asked to be a part of this and be exposed to so many amazing, amazing women. Um, and really how they support one another um, and really kind of break down some of these barriers about um, um, competition is <laughs> really like when it comes down to it, the, the imbalanced solar plexus of our fucking world right now is on a power trip and has been for some time of how do you, how do you keep the power is by making other people feel less. So we've been taught that, you know, my success or somebody else's success inhibits my success, is a threat. And so then what do I do? I keep them at bay. When really they may have something that I need, we can learn from each other. We can still both. It's like when you think about when we were, when we were living more in um, like villages and, and kind of these more communal um, uh, situations, right? There wasn't only one fishermen. There wasn't only one person who did. It's like you, you pass things down, you share them, you taught people how to do things you taught. Okay. And you know, a couple of people went to fish and a couple of people did this and they all had their purpose. It is no different. It is no different right now. And I think because women are naturally really great leaders, the way to keep women separate and to keep the power out of their hands is to pit them against one, one another, to really, um, to encourage separation. And so it was really beautiful to see this, this coming together and to be able to bear witness to some of this, like the way that they supported one another, the way that they spoke to one another, the way they encouraged one another, the way that they shared their ideas. And it wasn't like, this is my idea, don't take it. It was like, this is something I think would be really great. This I think would be really great for your program. What if you did this? And it was so, so cool to see. Um, 
another thing that that I called into my my realm was a friend of mine, um, Carrie Brady. She was my mentor at one point. Um, she wrote a book. And so I was able to go to her book launch, which was, again, a whole bunch of women, all in the kind of online business or just business space in general, all of us doing different things, but so cool to be able to come together. And when I look at where she is, the um, level of income, the even writing a book, I'm currently writing a book and the it was so amazing to feel this sense of, of excitement for her. This, there was, what's interesting is normally when I look at like past versions of myself, normally I would have felt jealous. I would have felt jealous even to, to not be going to the events that I helped uh, coordinate. I would have been jealous that you know she was making and not overtly not like mean jealous but internally i was never somebody to to really say it, it out loud very often um because again condition that feeling like somebody else has something that i want is bad and um so it was very cool to witness my own healing in the moment of when somebody is achieving something when they have something and you're witnessing it, it's because you were meant to see it so you could see what is possible. Did you hear me? So you can see what is possible for you. It's a mirror. It's a mirror to show you that all of this is available to you too. All of it. You can have the book, you can have the income, you can have the friends, you can have the, the community. All of these things that I was really wanting and craving, I, it literally showed up in my field within a few months, you guys. And that, when I say that is how powerful doing healing work is, it doesn't have to be like this terrible dark night of the soul and I'm crying all the time. It doesn't have to be like that. In fact, where most healing happens, I feel like is these small, these small little moments that you just bring you into this awareness of, oh, I do that. And I think that's because of this. Okay, I'm gonna do some, I'm gonna do it different. And then when that same situation is presented, choosing different. And it's like the smallest thing nobody would know. Nobody would know. I feel like, you know, there, there's that, this just reminds me really quickly, like that TikTok that's like, nobody's gonna know, they're gonna know. Nobody's gonna know. They're going to know. Anyways, it goes back and forth. It just literally when I said it, I was like, it was just in the right pitch and tone that I was like, God, that sounds just like that. But if you notice, if you're noticing sense, a sense of jealousy, a sense of comparison, a, a sense of feeling a little resentful or um, any of those types of feelings, I get curious and I say this often because curiosity can be one of the best teachers. The, the jealousy stems at least for myself. Um, and I know for, for several of my clients, the jealousy is not that you're not excited for somebody else. You are excited for somebody else. You want them to have that. And it's not to say you want them to have it or you to have it and not them, but it is a, a seeing that you want this 
possibility, this probability, right? This income, this relationship, this whatever that this other person has. And you feel like that's something that you want. And instead of looking at it like, again, this competition, because that is the, that again strips you of your power. Instead of it being a competition of they can't have it, only if one has it, the other person doesn't. Instead, looking at it like, I am so grateful that was brought into my field and my awareness into my presence because that shows me. It shows me that it's possible for me. It shows me that somebody else, again, in my circle, right? When we talked about the people that you surround yourself with, in my circle has attracted it into their life. That means it's on the verge for me. And so when I see that, I'm always like, this is coming. I know it's coming. It's bubbling. It's percolating. It's right there. It just hasn't shown up yet. And I'm like, okay, what do I need to do to get it to show up? And that's usually when I go back to, I'm like, okay, what do I need to do? I recognize here's the trigger, you know, whether that be jealousy or comparison or imposter syndrome, something like that. Here's the trigger. What do they have that I want? What do they have that I want to embody? Because if you're jealous, clearly you want something they have, which is fine. Jealousy is not bad. Guys, there is no bad emotion. Okay. We're, we're not, there's, when I say a low vibration, I don't mean a bad vibration. I just mean the oscillation and the frequency of that emotion is a slower wavelength than something like excitement, joy. Those oscillate at a higher, like speedier frequency. It's all that it means. Okay. So again, no emotion is bad. Jealousy is not bad to experience it, to stay in it is the problem is when you let yourself kind of dig roots into that. You plant that seed and you water it and you get it sunshine and you make sure it's all fertilized. And then you're like fucking grow jealousy. Okay. Because then you have that in your field. And so what is it going to attract more things for you to feel jealous of? So instead of looking at it as potential for you, you're looking at it as competition for you. So here's this shift going from looking at the experience of jealousy as potential versus comparison that you were looking at it like before. So I always look at it like so incredibly grateful. You guys, this all stemmed from recognizing in order to grow, in order to create the massive impact that I want to, to make, in order to facilitate so much healing in the world that is really needed right now, I need to be exposed to more people. I need to have a greater community. I want to be more with people. I want to be able to find people that are interested in healing, that are already kind of curious. I want to help them help facilitate that for them. And the way to do that is that I was like, okay, I create that intention. So again, when you see the, the jealousy or something like that pop up, it comes back to, okay, I'm having the feeling, what do I want that they have? And then, okay, what actions do I need to take? Because that's not in my field yet. I really want my book to be finished, but it's not. It's fine. I haven't worked on it. And that's it. I haven't done the things that she has done in order for the book to be completed, in order for it to be published. How do you feel jealousy knowing that you haven't done some of the same 
behaviors that she has. You haven't made the same choices, but it being there means it's available to you. So then I can reassess. I'm like, okay, well, what do I need to do? Obviously work on my book. And what's interesting is she gave me a whole bunch of resources and stuff like that. So when I am ready to publish, I literally have all of the things ready to go. Which again, just goes back to what a cool, what a, 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 a reminder and what a, a cool experience to know that I am a great manifester. That here I was wanting community because I wanted to change the impact that I had. Because I had all of these smaller goals, right, to get to that, that point of impact. And people showed up in my sphere that could help me facilitate that. And so when you're, you're feeling things, when you're seeing that you're like, okay, I feel this, this, and this, it's like, what actions do I need to take? What behaviors need to change in the physical world to help marry and really harmonize with my intention? That's one of the most powerful things we can do. And I, I notice it a lot just in our, our world in general because of social media, the amount of jealousy and comparison and imposter syndrome that I see, these, it's all solar plexus and heart chakra is vast. It is. We are bombarded with so many other people's lives that we don't even know. <laughs> what they do, what they say does not affect us, but it does. And so it does because we let it because we, we consume social media and that's okay. But what's interesting is you can really use it as a tool. Just like normally I, I would have maybe felt more jealous, but I recognize like what a great opportunity that here I had already made this decision to grow in community, in connection, in impact. And then how that trickled down for me was showing me all of the ways that it actually is possible for me. So I want you to look at, look at your, your kind of plan for your life, your plan for your business. What is it that you want to do? What is it that you want to create? What do you want to put out there? Okay. Now knowing that, you know, you can, it can even be relationships. It could be, I want to you know, manifest a really great partner. Okay. What kind of, how do you want to feel? What kind of experience do you want to have? Okay, so maybe you're not having it quite yet. Okay, so how do we bridge this gap of having it and it truly being in our physical reality and then our physical reality where it is? This is where we come into like collapsing timelines. The way to do that is begin to embody those things and putting it out there and then start taking the physical action. So again, they start to harmonize. They really start to sync up and they're not playing against one another anymore. It can literally, truly, truly change your life. One of the, the things that I have noticed that um, people that have bought my Soulful Embodiment School, which is a do-it-yourself healing course, have really loved is that it's something that I talk about which um, emotions kind of go with each chakra, but also how they show up in your life, how they show up in your relationships, how they show up in your health, how they show up in your business. So I start to kind of break these things down. So it's a really great touch base tool. If you don't already have it, you can always snag it. I'll put it in the, the comments below, but um, be able to do a lot of your healing work on your own. You don't always have to go to a healer. In fact, you are your best healer. All that healers, shamans, medicine men and women 
do is really hold space for you to heal, for you to, to realize your potential. And so what this does is that I, I give you and kind of break down each of the chakras and some of the things that can kind of coincide in there. So you can begin to identify, ooh, this one's probably off. And then I actually give you what I call like the little toolbox. So it's got um, different crystals you can use, mantras. It's got yoga, postures, and different things like that that you can start to utilize to help balance that chakra. So not only are you going to take, change some of your behavior, right? Take physical action. You can actually use some of this support you can use the crystal, you can use the oils because those are a vibrational frequency that is similar to that chakra. So if that chakra is off, it's going to help hold and maintain that frequency for you. Um, so again, I'll, I'll throw that in the comments for you. If you have any more questions, you can always reach out to me. But um, really bridging this gap and creating deeper community is truly, truly, truly how we heal. And if you're needing community, you can always reach out. I have a, a Facebook group, um, lots of stuff going on in person and, and things like that um, that you can always attend. And, um, you guys, there's no reason that you need to buy into any of your conditioning. You don't have to, when somebody else achieves something, feel jealous. You don't have to feel imposter syndrome. Those things can come up, but you truly can let them pass through you. You can see it, witness it and not hang on to it. It doesn't have to control your life anymore. I help you with all of this in, in like the soulful embodiment school and stuff like that. So utilize all of the tools that you have. Creating the, the sense of community, we heal together. We don't heal apart, segregated. Find your community. Celebrate their wins. Notice the things that you're like, oh, I really want to do that. If one of your friends is, is achieving something or something like that, great. That means it's a possibility for you too. So if you don't already, please, please, please take a screenshot of you watching this, whether it's on um, YouTube or maybe even you're listening to it on the Eat, Pray, Sleep podcast, share it with your friends. The only way that we can truly deeply heal is if we transmute the energy and the conditioning of the experiences that we've already had and allow that to be able to transform and transmute into something that we can really utilize to our full potential. Most of us aren't, aren't utilizing our full potential because we've been conditioned not to. We've been conditioned for the comparison. We've been conditioned for the separation. We've been conditioned for like the jealousy and all of those things. That's not who you are. And that's not for your highest alignment. Being able to heal through these things will really, really start to create some vast change. And so if you do some of these exercises that I'm telling you, right? I, I would love for you to share them with me. I love, love, love hearing about them. Please send me a DM um, or you can share it below. And um, I look forward to chatting with you guys later. I just love you all so much. And I'm so grateful for your community. So cheers, everyone. <laughs>